Welcome to the EdTech Clubhouse, the podcast that brings you the latest news and insights at the intersection of education, technology, and golf. I'm your host, Dan Thomas, and I'm excited to take you on this journey of the ever-evolving landscape of EdTech, while also sharing some of my passion for the game of golf. Each episode, we'll tee up discussions with experts in the field of education and technology, exploring topics like online learning, digital tools for the classroom, and the future of education. And of course, we'll also make time to talk about golf. We'll talk about tips and tricks, news and updates, and other things golf. So whether you're an educator, tech enthusiast, or golfer, or just somebody curious about the intersection of these three worlds, the EdTech Clubhouse is the podcast for you. Join us on this journey and let's explore exciting ways that technology is transforming the world of education while also having some fun on the fairways. As we continue our discussion and thought process over the process over the product, I was talking with my science teacher friend the other day, and she's new to this whole physical science and labs and stuff like that because she's not a physical science teacher, but she is a pretty good teacher. So I was talking to her, and she was having a problem with the lab. It was a state lab that the kids had to do, and they were separating different materials based on size or whether they were a liquid or whatever. And the kids were struggling with it. Well, if you know anything about stuff in New York State, you'll know that sometimes New York State likes to make things more difficult than they have to be. And this case uh, is a great example of that. So I was talking to her and I was looking at this and I said, why are you starting with this? I understand that it's a state lab. I understand that the kids have to do this procedure and I understand that they have to do it in a certain way when they get to doing this lab as a performance example. But I asked her, I said, why don't you just start with something simple? Take some of your uh, black pepper and sand and mix it together in a bottle give it to the kids and say, you got five minutes, separate these out and just let them play with it. Just let them explore. Just let them try something instead of throwing all these rules and regulations and criteria at them on the onset, let them just play. And I went on to tell her that, you know, one of the things I learned working with Lego was the power of play and just playing with things. And one of the first things we were taught in that was that the hands know more than than you do. Your hands know what they're going to do. The kids' hands know what they, they're going to do. They're kids. And if you throw some type of criteria at them off the bat, if you throw some type of grade or this is a state lab, this is something we have to do, they're going to get either anxious or shut down. Um, or they're going to try. But I mean, the majority of them are going to be anxious about it and worried about making a mistake because it's a state lab and all that kind of jazz. But they need to play. They're kids. They need to get their hands dirty and dig into a project. And this is what I do in my classroom. But why is play so important? Why do we need to let the kids play? Because that's part of the process. That's part of learning. And 
our kids today, especially in the middle school kids, they're overscheduled. They're going from this thing to that thing. There's no time for them to be kids. And that shows in the classroom. So a couple of the things that, that play does for us is it unlocks some essential skills. It will also promote some well-being. And it's, it's really for everyone. I like to play with Lego. I love Lego. Who doesn't like Lego? Um, but what are some of the essential skills that play unlocks? It's, it's just a fundamental key. So there's some physical skills. So you can learn some fine motor skills. You can run around and jump. You can uh, get tactile with it. You can listen to it. You can look at some things. You can see how things, you can have some wonder. So you're building some physical skills that our kids need. So there's some fine motor skills and things like that. Uh, it builds some social skills because they got to talk to each other. They got to explain what's going on. What am I doing? Uh, you're going to play with somebody. You're going to come up with games. I mean, just go stand in an elementary recess for a while and watch the kids come up with games. I know when I was growing up that we used to just make up games in the in the street. Uh, one of the big games around here for adults now is Can Jam. I don't know if you've ever played Can Jam. But I can only imagine it's it's a frisbee that you have to throw into a into a plastic hoop, and then you you get points for it. All I can imagine is these two college kids in Buffalo, which is where it was made, uh, had a couple garbage cans in the garage, cut some slits in it, and had a couple frisbees, and really probably wanted to play a drinking game and throw the frisbee around. And now it's a great game. So they made up a game on the spot. Another one was that I was uh, introduced to was was called flimsy, where you put a cup or a bottle on top of a, a stick. Again, hit it with a frisbee. Uh, again, social skills. You're coming up with things. You're talking to people. Uh, it builds some emotional skills because they get to feel good. Because when you play and you experience joy and you experience happiness, that, in, that releases some endorphins and things in your body that make you feel better. Okay, And it's going to make you uh, be excited about things as opposed to being forced to do or voluntold. You know, we all hate to be voluntold to do things. But play is a great way to deal with unexpected occurrences too. So you build some social skills in that one or an emotional skills that can deal with setback and failure and all that kind of stuff. Uh, another one it is cognitive skills. They get, they get immersed into it. So they, we do this, this duck activity with Lego, and I, I love this this activity. You you get six bricks, and they have to build a duck. Okay, you give them a minute, they build a duck. Well, that little duck with six bricks in uh, thirty seconds to sixty seconds addresses twenty four different cognitive skills. Yeah, twenty four cognitive skills in a sixty second exercise with six simple little Lego bricks. Google it. It's an awesome little exercise. But you're doing all kinds of things. And what's great about it is everybody builds a duck. Everybody builds an awesome duck. And nobody's ducks are the same. But yet you're solving the problem. So much of what we do in the classroom has to focus around and is focused around everybody getting the same answer. Everybody doing the right thing. Everybody doing the same thing at the same time in the same way. Doesn't happen. There's the sayings that go... Popcorn's cooked in the same oil at the same temperature, but doesn't pop at the same time. Take that thought process into the classroom. 
So what if a kid fails the first time? So what? You make more mistakes, uh, learn from more of your mistakes by trying multiple times. Studies show that iteration, the fourth iteration is when you really start to see some significant growth. So let the kids make some mistakes. Build that into your classroom. Let them be kids. Another thing that play does is it, is it creates some creative skills. Now you've got to come up with things. I'll give my kids a, a chance to say, okay, go grab 10 Lego out of, out of the box and make me something that represents uh, a windmill or whatever it is. And they can do that. And they get creative about it. Tell me a story about these bricks. Here's six bricks. Make a story about your day. Tell me about your day so far and what these colors represent. And you'll be surprised at what these kids can do. We're taking that creativity. We're taking out the emotional skills. We're taking out the cognitive skills. We're taking out the social skills out of the classroom because we're taking away play. They're kids. Let them play. Let them get in there. Get their hands dirty. Try something. Let them fail. It's okay if they fail because they won't stay down. When I coached football, one of the things we always talked about was it's okay to get knocked down. Just don't stay down. So another thing is it boosts a, a well-being for life. It prepares the brain. It gets you, makes you feel happy. It releases endorphins. So I'm telling you, play is where it's at. Play in the process, getting things done from point A to point B. Your output, your, your end result is going to be awesome if you let the kids play. Let them go play. Have some fun. Try some things out. Even it might take five minutes, take two minutes. It might take the whole 40-minute period if you have them, 80-minute block if you're into that. But let the kids play because they're kids and they want to screw up. They want to make mistakes. Let them. Let them. Let them deal with those things that they can make better because those are the soft skills that we're missing out on. The perseverance, the creativity, the problem solving. Play does that for you. So how does play come into golf or any other activity outside the classroom? Well, you play golf, you play football, you play basketball, you play baseball, you don't play swimming, but you, you play these things. You go play bowling. You do these things. You play. The key word is play. Even in football, a down is a play. You run a play. So you're playing. You're supposed to have fun. And I was actually listening to another podcast today where they're talking about imposter syndrome. And nobody cares what you think. Nobody cares. Nobody's worrying about you. So go out and play. Have fun. If you're out there playing golf, because I love to play golf, and you're out there, why are you out there to play golf? Why are you there? Are you there to shoot a number? Are you there to enjoy the day? Uh, hang out with your buddies because that's what it's about. It's not about shooting that number. Now, granted, I want to shoot that number. I want to shoot par. I want, you know, birdies and all that stuff. I'm not a professional. I got to temper my expectations. But bottom line, I'm out there to play and have fun. It's a game. It's not life or death. It's not going to make or break my, whether I get a promotion or I make more money. I'm not a professional golfer. But I'm there to play. I'm there to hang out with my buddies. 
And when you're in that state of play, when you're having fun and you're not worrying about this thing or the other thing or being mechanical in the swing, then you're going to play better and you're going to have fun. So I'm asking you, next time you're outside the classroom and doing whatever hobby, sport, recreation activity that you like to do, enjoy it. Embrace it for what it is. Don't put too much um, expectations on it. Don't put too much focus on it. Don't focus on the outcome. Enjoy being there. Enjoy doing what you're doing. If you do that and you enjoy it, it's not work. It's play. Have fun. Be playful and enjoy your day. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in to the EdTech Clubhouse, where we talk about all things EdTech and golf. We hope you found today's discussion informative and thought-provoking. If you have any feedback or suggestions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at CoachThomasTech at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at CoachThomasTech. Don't forget to subscribe to the EdTech Clubhouse on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a rating and review. It helps us reach more listeners and continue to bring you great content. Until next time, this is Dan Thomas. I'll see you on the fairways.